You're listening to WNHHLP, 103.5 FM New Haven, streaming live at www.newhavenindependent.org and broadcasting live from our offices on Elm Street. This is another episode of The Show with Michelle Turner. Thank you so much, Lucy Gelman, for that introduction. Lucy the Great just celebrated a birthday, so we want to say happy birthday to Lucy. She is the Uber producer here at WNHH. And this is the show, in case you haven't heard. My name is Michelle Turner, and I have the good fortune of hosting the show every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. here at 103.5 FM LP, WNHH. Today's guests are women with a purpose, we'd like to call them. They are the presidents of the Links Incorporated, and they are from the various chapters around the state. And we're going to talk to them about their organization as well as their voting drive that is coming up, registering people to vote uh, over the next few weeks. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce who's in the studio with me. To my extreme left, of course, you can see it. This is the magic of radio, is Kathy Graves, and she's the president of the New Haven chapter of Lynx Incorporated. To her left is Corrine Paul. Did I say that correctly? Correct. The vice president of the Milford chapter, Balita Luckett, who is here representing the Waterbury chapter. She is the president of that arm. And Cheryl Battles is on the phone with us today. And she is the president of the Fairfield County chapter of Lynx Incorporated. So welcome to you all. Thank Thank you you. so much for making the effort of getting here today. Thank you. I want to talk a little bit about your organization and what it does. So I'm going to start, as Kathy already told me, I'm not talking. (laughs) (laughs) She's already said to me, I'm not talking. And I can do that, Thank Kathy, you because so much, we Michelle. go very far back. <laughs> so I can do that to her. Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. Corrine, I'm going to ask you, what is the purpose of the links? Because people will always say, well, you know, we've got sororities and we've got social clubs and we have this and we have that. So what sets the links apart from those organizations? Well, the Lynx Incorporated was started uh, during the war and World War Two. Yes. And the women um, got a group. Well, actually, our two founders got um, a group of group of friends together Mm -hmm. and uh, with the idea of service and friendship in mind. So that was that is our main thing that we provide service in our community to uh, people of color. Um, And we also um, are friends. So we do that in friendship. And there's 14,000 professional women of color. Yes. With 283 chapters around the state. Now, Valida, when was the Waterbury chapter founded? Waterbury was founded in 1975. Mm-hmm. So we are so proud that we are celebrating our 41st anniversary. And uh, also so proud that we still have some of our charter members who are wow. active uh, with the chapter as well. So we're very pleased. That's amazing. But you're not the baby of the bunch. New Haven, the baby of the bunch? New Haven started in 1970. Okay, so you all are a year apart. Uh, Five years apart. Five years apart. Okay. And 
How many members in New Haven? We have 36 members in New Haven. We have a couple on leave right now. Mm-hmm. So we have about 34 active members at this point. Okay. And Valida, your chapter? Corrine. Corrine, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, we were um, established in 1986. So we just okay. celebrated our 30th anniversary this past year. And we have about 25 members who are active. And Cheryl, what about you? Fairfield County has been around how long as a chapter? Uh, we're celebrating our 40th anniversary uh, this year, and we have 34 members from throughout Fairfield County. So it seems that you all have a stake in your community. And Definitely. Cheryl, can you tell me about some of the activities that are going on in Fairfield County or what the links in that chapter conduct for the community? Certainly. Um, All of the links, when you think about kind of what we are focused on, um, we really are focused on services to youth, health and human services, national trends, international trends, and the arts. So in Fairfield County, for example, we do a range of activities um, in all of those areas, everything from um, the Geraldine Johnson School in uh, Bridgeport is actually named after mm-hmm. one of our uh, members of the uh, Fairfield County chapter of the Lynx who recently uh, passed away. And she was a legendary um, um educator in the Bridgeport community. And so with that school, for instance, we do book drives and we do mentoring programs and Mm -hmm. we do seminars on bullying. We do uh, work with the parents or in the arts, for instance, with the Stanford School District. We do an arts project during uh, Black History Month where we have different uh, students in Stanford do an artistic interpretation of some theme linked into uh, Black History Month. So uh, on the health and human services side, we're involved in quite a few activities uh, this month around uh, breast cancer. So we really are active in kind of all of the areas of focus for the links. And would you all say your activities are similar in the respect that you're working with youth, you're working with the arts, and you're doing things in the community? Yes, we have five facets under the Links Incorporated. So it's the arts, services to youth, which was the first facet, uh, national trends and services, international trends and services, and which one I miss? Oh, health, health and human and services, services, which is the newest one. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> yes. the baby of the bunch, yes. if you will. I think the nice thing about the Links is that while we work under those uh, what we call facets, mm-hmm. we still have the opportunity to be creative and to do those services that are best and will best meet the needs of our communities that we serve. So, for example, in Waterbury, we've had a partnership with an after-school program, Granville Academy. Uh, We've worked with them for over nine years. Uh, They really try to work in instilling uh, good discipline, good habits, uh, preparing young people for college and for after high school, and just in life in general. Uh, In addition to partnership that we have with Girls, Inc., uh, we also work with Grace Baptist Church and the other churches in Waterbury. So uh, we are um, we are the same when it comes to the facets, but the activities that we do are diverse and creative and, again, trying to meet the needs of the community. And I know with the Milford chapter, King Day 
is a very large yes. uh, event that brings right. out a lot of the public right. from we around have, that area. Exactly. A large program that's been taking place at the Milford Town Hall, where we just put on a program free to the public, uh, where we bring in speakers and wonderful dancers and singers from the community and all the schools to come in and entertain people and to talk about the life of Dr. Martin Luther King. And then we have a nice reception afterwards. So it's a fun day. And in New Haven? And in New Haven, we have a partnership with St. Martin de Pori School. And all of our fa- facets feed into that one project. At, yesterday, we were over at University of New Haven with five of the uh, girls that were mentoring with Dr. Lee. They had an oh, opportunity nice. to spend the morning with Dr. Lee. And then we had lunch, which was very nice. And we have a range of activities planned for them throughout the year. So mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're all doing interesting things under the same umbrellas. And Dr. Henry Ely, I believe it is, is the forensic scientist emeritus um, at University of New Haven. And he's probably most known for his activity with the O.J. Simpson uh, murder trial. So um, that in itself is a beautiful thing because he is at the top of his field. He is. And, and the students really, really enjoyed themselves. It was a very nice morning and mid-afternoon. It was a few hours. It's mm, great. So there's also the UN program. And I know a little bit about the Leon Sullivan Foundation. I know that's out of Philadelphia. And it concentrated on growing um, finances in the African-American community. But what is the U.N. program about, the U.N. Association of New York? Anybody can answer that if they choose to. I'm not quite familiar with that. I'm the Cheryl, newest are you link, familiar not. with the U.N. Association? Certainly in the, uh, this is Cheryl, in, in Fairfield County, uh, our international uh, trends uh, facet um, actually uh, participates in the UN program uh, every spring where we uh, take up groups of uh, school students to the UN uh, for the day to participate in uh, the designated program. And we've been doing that for a couple of years. All right. All chapters don't participate in the UN program. Okay. All right. But it is pertinent. When we when we look at you all, and it seems that not only are you busy women because you are professional women, and there's a lot of work that goes into this, why is the focus so important on voting this year for your organization? What makes this election different than any other? I think it's very clear that on a uh, national level, uh, and I'm going to say even national to the Lynx organization, that we understand the importance of getting the vote out uh, more so than probably any time in our life. Uh, As important as I think the elections were in 2008 and 2012, uh, I think that uh, this particular election is one that uh, we have to, we have to go out and vote our conscience. I must say that the Lynx is a nonpartisan organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not here to talk about one candidate or the other, but we really must impart the importance of getting out to vote 
uh, for uh, the individual who you think can lead not only this country, but the impact that uh, it will have on the world. Uh, so that's why we think it's very important to do this. And this, again, is something that's uh, I think it's very close to all of us, but also from a national links perspective. Uh, who we're trying to impart the world across the country. This is not just for uh, Connecticut, but across the country. Uh, that we, uh, and I'm going to say, uh, particularly as people of color, uh, need to understand the importance and don't take for granted what was given to us, of uh, our forefathers who worked so diligently and so hard uh, to make this a reality for us. We have got to do the right thing. So is this a new initiative for you all? It's a newer initiative, yes. Um, I think um, several chapters started um, the Get Out the Vote initiative in the last couple of years, mm -hmm. but it is something that um, our national office feels very strongly about, as we all do. So, you know, we just want people to understand that it's important to use their voice. You do have a voice. We have to convince them that um, this is something that they need to care about rather than sitting back and not voting at all. Register. It's your civic duty. Yes, and, and our national president in June sent out a communication requesting that all of the chapters get involved this year because of the importance of voting in this election. So, and go ahead, Cheryl. I was going to say, as my late sisters have said, um, you know, one of the really interesting things about it in terms of this as a national initiative, and our, our national president, Dr. Glenda Newell-Harris, did declare October as Voter Education Month. Um, they included, for our background, some information from the U.S. Elections Project Analysis of Census Bureau data, and black women had the highest voter turnout in 2008 and 2012. And um, they also had some information about the fact that black women are not one issue voters, but really mm. identify with candidates who share common interests. So when you say, why are the links involved? It, it underscores that this isn't about partisan issues. It's about really making sure that we get out and help to educate those in communities of color about the history and importance of voting, uh, provide them with opportunities for voter registration, and make sure they understand what the various platforms are and see how they align with our common interests as community. So how do you all plan on doing that? What is, what is each chapter doing or how are you coming together statewide to put this initiative out? Well, I think each chapter's been working on it since June. Mm -hmm. We've been working hard on it. And this year, October 15th, the Connecticut cluster has uh, declared October 15th voter registration day in the state of Connecticut. So throughout the state of Connecticut, at certain sites, you're going to see Lynx chapters working hard to get people out and registered to vote. In New Haven, we kicked off with a, deb a debate watch party we're going to be at Stop and Shop on Whaley Avenue on uh, Saturday, October 15th uh, from noon to 4. On the 18th, we're going to be at Gateway Community College from 11 to 3 and 4.30 to 7. And then on the 26th, we're going to have a, a town hall forum over at Bethel. We have um, our mayor, who is also a member of the New Haven chapter of Lynx. Incorporated, we're going to have Tony Walker. We have Dory Dumas from the NAACP. We have Anthony Cousins, 
the pastor at Bethel and um, our congressperson and senator are invited to attend as well. So we have a very busy month planned leading up to uh, November the 5th. Anyone else want to talk about their initiative? Uh, In Milford, we're working with New Haven at the two sites that she mentioned on Saturday and Tuesday for voter registration. And we had a forum with uh, Senator Chris Murphy in September. Uh, At that point, we also conducted a voter registration drive. Uh, We have been working with Granville Academy for their open house and also for the actual program. Uh, Also with Girls Inc., we had a voter registration drive there as well. And this coming weekend, we will be at Stop and Shop, Reedville in Waterbury and Walmart from 2 to 4. Sunday, we're going to be at Grace Baptist Church in Waterbury. And not only are we doing voter registration, we're also doing a Pink Sunday uh, in partnership with Grace and with the Deltas, uh, which will be focusing on breast cancer. So uh, we'll be uh, covering a number of subjects for that day. (laughs) In uh, Fairfield County, um, like our other uh, sister chapters, we've been uh, hard at work uh, actually since uh, August. So we've done over 20 events. Uh, ranging from uh, voter registration drives in uh, high schools in Bridgeport, Norwalk, and Stanford, as well as Pusatonic uh, Community uh, College. We've done uh, open houses. We've been at community events, uh, such as the West Indies Jerk Festival in Bridgeport or Golden Hill United Methodist Mm -hmm. uh, Church. Uh, And actually, on October 15th, our um, event is going to be at the University of uh, Bridgeport. It's an uh, event for students and their parents uh, where we're actually going to go through kind of the history of voting rights, uh, do a mock election, and offer voter uh, registration as well. So we've been uh, very, very busy trying to and literally touching um, the major cities in Fairfield County with a combination of voter education and registration activities. Do you have a goal? Does anybody have a specific number of people they're trying to register in mind or? I think at this point, we're trying to register as many people as, as you we can. can. Mm-hmm. How can we measure it? I don't know. But I think at this point, as many people as we can. Last week, we were over at St. Martin de Porres for a parents night and we were able to register a few, a few people while we were there. Mm. Uh, but I, I, this year, it's just so important that we get out to vote. And same for Waterbury. We don't uh, have a particular goal, but uh, just so proud and pleased that there was a young lady who just turned 18 and said, you know, this will be the first time she has the opportunity to vote. So we were so pleased to be able to take that application and to send it in. Uh, We've been talking as a group also that it is more, it's just as important to make sure that once you register is that you actually go to the polls that day. So uh, we really want to encourage folks to, um, you know, carpool, um, check with uh, agencies, organizations who may have uh, providing transportation, Mm -hmm. and really uh, get to the polls to vote. And, you know, certainly to uh, capitalize on that point, at Fairfield County, we've talked about with 
uh, my sisters who were there in the studios as well, uh, about really, we want this to be a lifelong habit, uh, because it's not just mm-hmm. presidential elections that matter. Local elections have a tremendous influence on what your quality of life is in your community. Correct. So we want people to not only vote, not only register, and not only go to vote in this election, but we want them to be engaged in every election. I think that's probably the message that everyone wants to get out that's registering people to vote, that this is your duty as a citizen in the United States, that it is not necessarily about party as much as it is about policy. Exactly. And how that policy affects communities, especially the African-American community. Mm -hmm. So I think that is the message that I'm hearing more and more from organizations who are striving to get out the vote. And in doing so, are you specifically working with young people or are you just taking in everybody? Anybody and everybody. Everybody. You're 18 and over. Everybody. As long as you're eligible. I I, I think everybody kind of describes it. (laughs) (laughs) That takes in everything. I I guess my, my question to you all, in doing this, what is your end result? I mean, yes, you want to get people registered to vote. But are you going to continue this? Are you going to go through different avenues? Are you going to churches? Are you going to schools? Are you going to tell people what the next phase of it is? Because what I find out is, and I've, I've observed this over the years as a reporter and as an editor, that in the African-American community, we push folks to vote. They come and they turn out for the vote, but either they turn out for presidential elections or sometimes in congressionals, not so much locally. And then they do not fully understand what their vote does. In other words, okay, so I voted for the mayor. I voted for the mayor. So I trust that the mayor will do whatever it is that mayors do, as opposed to saying, okay, If you vote for the mayor and she is with the Republican Party, then the Republicans represent A, B, and C. So this is what you're getting in your vote. Are there any plans to do anything like that in the future to really kind of educate people to let them know that your vote represents this? And it means that in turn, this is how much will be allocated for your roads. This is what will happen with your schools, et cetera. Yes, I think it's it's re- very important. We have um, under our services to youth facet, we have um, several activities that are being planned for teenagers. And I think we need to hit them because they're about ready. They're going to be 18 mm-hmm. and ready to vote. So I think we do need to plan educational programs that are going to educate people under about our our local politics, not only the national, but our local mm-hmm. politics. Um, in our in the Milford chapter, we happen to have a couple of women who work directly with politicians in Bridgeport. <laughs> um, I worked on a campaign with someone who was very close to me that ran mm-hmm. for mayor. So, you know, I have a lot of knowledge that I'd like to share. So I think it's important that we do educate our youth as we're working with them um, on other projects. So certainly we'll do we will do that. And I would say in Waterbury, under our national trends, and again, working with services to the youth, uh, we bring in uh, state legislators and public policy makers uh, in to talk to our constituents 
uh, to exactly your point, if you're a young person, uh, what does it mean to be a politician? Mm -hmm. What do the state senators do? And what's the impact of the voting that they do as far as the bills are concerned? How does it affect a young person as it relates to student loans, as it relates to where they're going to school? So uh, we do that uh, annually, uh, bring individuals in. And as I mentioned uh, in September, uh, we had a wonderful community forum with Senator Chris Murphy, who was talking about revitalization of the Waterbury community, specifically talking about uh, brownfields and remediation Mm. of brownfields. That's just not specific to Waterbury, but across the state and across the country as well. So we want people to get energized about what's going on in their community, understand the importance of you can have a, a lot of assets, but understand that the folks in power are making a lot of those decisions. You want to put those people in those positions that can help everybody. And I think for a lot of young people, I know a lot of people in college, young people are very concerned about eco justice, what you said, brownfields and the fact that uh, pollution is probably more prevalent in African-American and Latino neighborhoods than they are in other places. But I think, most young people who are not yet on that level still don't have any idea as to when they vote or, you know, seeing their parents vote exactly what that means. And so I would, you know, I I always say to people, what's the next step? So it's, it's good to hear that you all are planning in that direction. We are. Mm -hmm. And Michelle and, and, um, in Fairfield County, certainly, as you said, you know, it, it, this is about policy. So we also need always try to make sure that our programming uh, really speaks to uh, those policies. So, for instance, uh, mental health issues in uh, communities of color, huge issues. Uh, and a lot of what will be discussed at both the national level and the local level, mm-hmm. uh, will be around healthcare policies. Mm. But we have programs around mental health, for instance, where we bring in officials and they talk about this is what we're doing. So we always try to relate those programs uh, to the policies uh, that line up with uh, the work we do in our facets. And I think the more people understand what their vote does, the more that they're willing to go out and vote. I know one year when I believe Obama ran the second year, I had the good fortune of going out and covering that. And in the African-American community, the vote lines were wrapped all the way around school buildings. But when we had local elections the following year, was nobody there you know it was just people slowly streaming in Mm -hmm. and it didn't seem as important to people so it goes back to really letting people know that the local bills onto the national right i think that's i think that's the point that we as african-americans have to understand in in a large scale of things that you know we start here we build to go upward so you bought you bought Forms in. Bought forms in. Are you registered to vote? Yes, ma'am. All right. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I am registered to vote, and my daughter is an absentee ballot voter. Took her in to do that. So, are you urging people to do the absentee ballot piece as well? 
Well, I haven't really talked to anyone specifically about that, but uh, I think it's important that people go and exercise their vote if they can go to the poll and do it. I think it's a great experience. If you can't be here, absolutely vote absentee. But I think it's a very good experience going through and checking those boxes and making sure your vote is counting. So when you look at this form, even though it's very simple, I have to put my glasses on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So to register in Connecticut and state, in case you don't know, you have to be a citizen. You have to be a resident of a Connecticut town. Here's the difference in Connecticut and most states. You can be at least 17 years old, at least 17 to register. And that means that's someone who will turn 18 on or before election day. And you can participate in the general primary and you've completed confinement and parole if previously convicted of a disfranchising felony. If you move, you have to fill out a new voter registration card if you've moved to another town. And that does p- apply within the state of Connecticut. And also, you use the same form to change addresses in the town. So if you're registering to vote, the deadline, your application must be postmarked by the fifth day before primary or received by your registrar of voters or a, re- a voter registration agency by the fifth day before a primary. In an election, your application must be postmarked or received by a voter registration agency by the 14th day before an election. Or you can register in person with your registrar of voters by the seventh day. So when you take this to a person, do you require ID from them as well? Or you just take down their information? We take down their information and then submit them to okay. the registrar of voters. Okay. So basically, if you're not registered to vote, you just see any of these ladies. Are you going to be dressed in your familiar green ladies? You, you Absolutely. Will see green. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. You will see lots of green. <laughs> and I'd also like to yeah, say cool. you can register online. Yes. So I just uh, want to put that out there. If you cannot make it to any of our registration sites, please go to voterregistration.ct.gov and you can register online up until November 1st. Okay. I think another really important point, uh, if you are unable to register prior to the registration deadlines for new voters at an election, you may be able to register and vote on election day at the designated location in your town. So I think that's also very critical. Yeah, that's very so important. Really you critical. can go in person, mm-hmm. mail, uh, 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 online. So there are a lot absentee. Uh, really, there's no excuse for us uh, not to vote. Not to vote. So if you and could... To that, last, to that last point, certainly the Connecticut Secretary of State um, has um, issued some information talking about how Connecticut is part of a movement among states to register every eligible citizen. And so their aim is to make voter reg convenient and accessible. And you've just heard everyone talk about all the various mm-hmm. options. So the options are there, and we really uh, want everyone to take advantage of them. Are you going after African-American women? Because they're saying that African-American women are very important to this election. So 
besides getting everybody to vote, are you specifically quietly, now that I'm putting it out there, targeting (laughs) African-American women to vote? I'm going to speak for Waterbury to say um, African-American women are critical to everything that happens, <laughs> uh, you know, to everything that goes on. So um, I would say that our, our impetus is really we're trying to go after everybody, okay. uh, quite honestly. Um, and we do have our, our special programs for women of color uh, that will come <laughs> along. But uh, at this point, we really are trying to get the word out. And I think the great thing about the Lynx organization is we're trying to uh, walk the talk you know, you're going to see African-American women who are espousing the importance of votes, voting. Indeed. So hopefully that will serve as modeling to our communities that mm-hmm. uh, this is important to us and this should be important to the entire community as well. And if everybody could one more time, give times and dates and specific places where you will be registering people to vote. Cheryl, can we start with you? Uh, sure. We're going to be um, at the University of Bridgeport on um, this Saturday, October uh, 15th, and we're going to be there from uh, 1 to 3 p.m. So there's a program, but there definitely are materials there where you can come and register. All right. And is there a specific building you are going to be at? Uh, we are in the Wallstrom Library, room 500D, uh, and University of Bridgeport is located at 126 Park Avenue in Bridgeport, and that's the Wallstrom Library, room 500D, from 1 to 3 p.m. All right. Kathy, I know you said stop and shop, but can you give me the date? We're going to be on Saturday, October 15th. Like all of my chapters in the state of Connecticut, we will be uh, at the Stop and Shop 150 Whaley Avenue between noon and four. And on the 18th, we will be at Gateway Community College. Uh, We will be uh, collaborating with the Student Government Association at Gateway. We will be there from 11 to three and four to seven. Okay. And Ms. Luckett in Waterbury. Yes, in Waterbury, we'll be at the Stop and Shop Reedville Drive from 2 to 4, and Walmart in that same complex from 2 to 4. On Sunday, we will be at Grace Baptist Church, 1045 until 1 o'clock. On Tuesday, we will be at Granville Academy from 6 to 8. I'm writing all this down. And we can send it to you. Okay, that would be nice. And Ms. Paul? Yes, we are with the New Haven chapter. Okay. Uh, the Milford, Connecticut chapter will be with New Haven uh, this Saturday at the Stop and Shop on Whaley Avenue and Tuesday, 4.30 to 7 at Gateway Community College. And if there's anything that you wanted your respective communities to know, what would it be about what you're trying to do? I think the first thing that I want to say is collaboration is very important. We can't do this individually. We have to do it together to be successful at it. So together, we're going to get out the vote in Connecticut. 
Most definitely. I agree. And then I'd also like to say it's important that everyone just gets out there and registers and uh, gets out there and votes. We need everyone's vote. I agree. And I think that when we talk about the Lynx organization, again, we are working towards service uh, and friendship. Uh, We're not a social organization, but we strive for social causes and social justices. And so, again, we hope everyone will come out uh, and vote. And also to follow us on our Facebook pages or our websites, uh, go to the uh, National Links Organization website, www.linksinc.org, uh, to g- just get an idea as to what the Links Organization is about. We're the oldest volunteer country uh, volunteer organization in the country. And we are international. And we didn't we say are that. International. We have one right. chapter in the Bahamas. So. so you can go in summer a little bit after the, all the hard work, yeah. right? <laughs> and Michelle, I want to, I, I think on behalf of everybody, really uh, thank you uh, for the opportunity to be here today because uh, this, again, helps us to continue to uh, promote the work that we're trying to do uh, statewide, but it's because of people like you uh, who help us to do that. So uh, thank you so very, very much, and we hope we can be invited back again. You will be invited back again. And I just... <laughs> and, go and ahead, I Cheryl. I was going to say, this is Cheryl, just to echo everything that's been said and uh, to pull in from uh, the national... It's our vote, it's our power, and it's our time. Indeed. Indeed. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you all. I appreciate your time and effort. And certainly I wish you the best with your voter registration drive. Thank you. And if there's anything that I can send out on behalf of your organization, just let me know. I, will. I am I am I'm being biased here a little bit, <laughs> but it's really about getting out the vote. And I think that's pertinent not only in our community but for everyone across the board. So Kathy Graves, president of the New Haven chapter, Maureen Paul, vice president of the Milford chapter, Valida Luckett, president of the Waterbury chapter, and Cheryl Battles, president of the Fairfield County chapter. I thank you all for giving up your time and putting out your energy and appearing on the show today. Thank Thank you. you Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And this has been the show. And don't forget, we are 103.5 FM LP. We stream. Want to say hello to my cousins out west. Hello to my folks in the UK. And to Linda Brown in D.C., keep listening. Thank you.